Come on, somebody. Would you lift up your hands? Would you love the Lord with me? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, would you lift up your hands and love the Lord with me? Come on, the presence of God is in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody. You got the Holy Ghost. Would you speak in other tongues right there where you're at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. anointing is in the house. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. How many feel the presence of the Lord in the house? Amen. Come on, let's give God a round of applause. He's worthy of all the praise, all the worship. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated if you can. Amen. We want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be here today. It is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. It is a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. We just want to thank the Lord for allowing us to be here today. I'm just so thankful to the Lord in waking me up every day. Amen. And giving me strength and wisdom and understanding. Amen. How many are thankful unto the Lord here today? Come on, let's give God a round of applause. That's all right. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is just so good. Amen. I just uh, I want to thank the Lord for you that are faithful. Amen. That are in the house of the Lord. Amen. That come to seek the face of the Lord and what does saith the Lord. I appreciate all of you faithful ones. Amen. That are coming. Amen. That are here and uh, giving God the honor and the glory. You know, the, the scripture is fulfilled where it says how wonderful it is for brethren to dwell in unity. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's awesome when we can all come together in unity and magnify and praise the name of the Lord. If there's anything the enemy's trying to attack is the, is the unity. When you have unity, revival breaks out. When you have unity, amen, miracles can happen. Amen. When you have unity, amen, that's why the enemy wants to come in and attack and destroy, amen, and put some stuff in your heart. That way you can go ahead and not have unity with the kingdom of God. But we want to thank the Lord, amen, for the spirit of the Holy, with the Holy Ghost, amen. We want to thank God for the spirit of unity, amen, that we feel in the house of the Lord, amen, that we are here in one mind and one accord, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I just want to thank the Lord. God is just so good. Is there a thankful heart in the house? Amen. Amen. How many are thankful in the house of the Lord? Would you lift up your hand? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Danny, come on up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Come on up here, brother. And we want him to testify how thankful he is unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, church. Praise the Lord. I, wasn't, I didn't know I was supposed to come up here, so uh, I don't have nothing planned out. But I know what I'm thankful for. 
So, let's see. A year ago, roughly a year ago, me and my wife were reconciled from being divorced for four years, the four years before that. <clears throat> there were many times during that period that I threw in the towel and she threw in the towel and it was beyond fixing, you know. There was no hope left in there. And, uh, but uh, God is good. And, uh, you know, seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added unto you. And uh, so, you know, things happened that uh, were beyond my plans, as some of you know. You know, it wasn't my plan to be married, and now my wife is expecting. Uh, we're expecting a daughter <laughs> this spring. And uh, our family's reconciled, and we're growing together in the Lord, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. We got everybody back under one roof. And uh, a little over a year ago, I wouldn't have uh, thought that was possible. Amen. So I'm thankful for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, somebody give God a round of applause. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I know that helps somebody. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Amen. You have your Bible. Turn with me to John chapter 4, and let's go to verse 6. John chapter 4, verse 6. Would you all stand for the reading of the word? Amen. And we'll, amen. And then that way we can get into it. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have it, say amen. It says, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat on the well. And, at, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, asked to drink of me? Which I am a woman of Samaria. For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and how it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From, hence, from whence then thou hast the living water? Art thou greater than the fathers of Jacob, which give us the well and drink thereof himself and the children of his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again, but whosoever, shall, whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of spirit of water springing up into everlasting life. And the woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call thy husband and come hither. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. 
For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now has is not is thy husband. Who you're with is not your husband. In that saith thou truly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive thou to be a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that is Jerusalem, in the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, everybody turn to your neighbor and tell him, Woman, believe me that the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You wherefore you know not what and know what you worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. For God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Let's go ahead and worship the Lord right there where you're at, and let's give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the honor and all the glory and all the praise right now, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to speak through us, God, that your name may be uplifted, that you may be praised. God, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Let's give God a round of applause. God bless you. You may be seated. Amen. I'm not going to be with you long. Amen. I just want to deposit a thought. Amen. When uh, a person comes, the Bible tells us that in this, uh, in this passage of Scripture, uh, the woman uh, already knows, uh, and she's doing her daily chore. Her daily chore is to go to the well, and it's a constant thing that happens over and over again. This is one of the reasons why she told Jesus, give me this water, that way I'll never come over here again, because I keep coming all the time. So I want you to understand that here, when she, uh, when she is talking to Jesus, uh, she's doing a daily chore and a daily thing. This is one of the reasons why you have to continue to keep working for the Lord and doing what God wants you to do, because in doing so, you can have an encounter with Jesus. You can have an encounter with the Lord when you don't get weary and tired. God can go ahead and do something in your life where now it is totally different and God will change the course of your life in a moment and an instant. Can you say amen, church? So it was with Elisha and Elisha. The Bible tells us that he was plowing the ground and yet he was working. You know, God will go ahead and visit you when you are doing something for the Lord and doing something for God's honor and glory where you continue to keep being busy. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got to do something. You can't just sit in the pew and allow the enemy to go ahead and mess around with you. you got to do something for God's honor and glory so that God can use you for his honor and his glory. Can you say amen, church? Amen. So I want you to understand that here the woman comes and he, she's having an encounter. Now, she doesn't know who Jesus is, but she's heard of the Messiah according to the scriptures. According to what we read, the Bible tells us that she told the, the forefathers had already told her, and yet this is Jacob's well, and now she comes to a place where she's starting to understand 
and starting to get comprehension because she knows the scriptures and there are people that know scripture and know how to do church and know what to wear and know how to do it and what to do and when to worship and everything else, but yet they don't know the actual God of the Old Testament. Can you say amen, church? So you need to understand that here she comes with knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. She comes with knowledge and understanding because it's been given to her from a little girl and it's been given to her, but now she's having an encounter with the God, the true God, the Messiah that is here now about to change the course of her life. And here, yep, when, before she comes to this encounter, she has this knowledge of who Jesus is, uh, of who uh, the Messiah is, and who, what he's all about. But it's not until that he starts getting personal with her life. It's not until when she started, he started to tell her, who bring your husband? And she said, I don't have a husband. He said, you answered right, and here you're being truthful because you had five husbands. And now he starts telling and going back into her backyard. And now he starts reading her mail and starts telling her exactly what's going on in her life. And she's saying, wait a minute, I perceive that you're a prophet. But yet she didn't understand, and she's starting to comprehend. You see, when the revelation comes to you of who God is, is it is powerful because it changes your mindset from the way that you were thinking to now the way God wants you to think. That's why the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And some of us need to be transformed here today. I said, some of us need to be transformed here today. You got to be transformed in order for you to get the revelation of what God has. The way you think dictates how you're going to worship. This is why the way that she was thinking was the old way. She was thinking of the old path and she was thinking of the way she was going to worship, what she was going to do. As a matter of fact, she told Jesus, even my forefathers told me that we're going to worship on this mountain. We're going to worship in certain places in Jerusalem. Amen. She's looking at tradition and she's looking at religion. And when she's looking at tradition and religion, you can't see the revelation. God has to speak to you to give you revelation of what God is going to do in your life up ahead. And this is why when she said, I know of the Messiah and what he's going to do when he comes. And the Bible tells us that here, when she started to recognize that this could be the Messiah right in front of me, all of a sudden her mind changed and her heart started to change and started to understand that the scriptures are coming to pass right in front of me. I'm here to tell you that today the scriptures can come to pass right here in front of you because the Bible says that he can deliver you. He can set you free, and God can do a change in your life. He is the salvation of your life. He is the salvation. He's the provider. He's the bread of life. He is the everything, and God can do the change in your life today. Turn to your neighbor and tell him God can do the change. God can do the change in your life today. Amen. You don't have to wait for tomorrow. You don't have to wait for the next day. Amen. It's up to you to want the change. If you want the change, then God can change you today. Amen. All you have to do is come with a spirit of expectation. Even though she was coming to the well, she was coming with a spirit of expectation to get the water. 
So you got to understand that you need the spirit of expectation. If you came with the spirit of religion, then it's not going to happen for you today. But if you came with a spirit of expectation, then God is about to pour some stuff into you and about to reveal some stuff to you that, got, that nobody can do but God himself. Can you say amen, church? So the Bible's telling us that here she's having an encounter with Jesus. The very first thing she says is, you're not supposed to be talking to me. She labels herself as a Samaritan, and the Bible calls them dogs. She looks at herself and says, a Jew is not supposed to be talking to a Samaritan. She looks at herself of everything that's been labeled to her in the past, and yet she reveals it to Jesus, and Jesus says, wait a minute, that's gone and passed. I'm here to bring to you a new testament, and I'm here to bring you a new salvation, and I'm here to bring you a new thing that you can write your names in the Lamb Book of Life, and no man can go ahead and take it out and pluck you out of my hand. I'm here to go ahead and do a change in your life, in your tradition, and in your religion. I'm about to change your heart, your mind, and your soul and about to change your destiny because the way that you've seen it was just a religious way, but I'm here to change it for an experience that you can have with God and you'll no longer be the same from this day forward. I'm here to talk to the religious folk that God can't do anything to your religion, but God can do something in your experience and God can change your heart and your mind. When you make up your mind, then say I'm going to go to church I'm going to get a hold of the hand of God then God is going to do something great in your life can you say amen church so you need to understand that God starts to move in your life and in your heart but there has to be a transformation turn to your neighbor and tell him transformation transformation of the information that you've gotten has to become relevant now information that you have received in the past has to become relevant now, has to become reality. And when you start to understand what God is and who God is, he has to be re a reality in your life. It has to start manifesting in your life and seeking for those things. That's why the Bible says that here he stands at the door and knock. If any man will open the door, he will come in and sub with you. That means a reality has to happen where you make up your mind to open the door and let God come in regardless of what comes your way. Somebody got to make up their mind to serve God with all their heart and all their soul. Somebody got to say, I, I don't care what's going to happen. I don't care what's going to take place. Salvation is number one with me. And I'm about to give God everything that rightfully belongs to the Lord. So the Bible tells us that here Jesus is trying to explain to her. Because tradition and religion will stop you from getting revelation. Can you say amen? amen? The Bible says, and Jesus said unto her, If thou would have known us the gift of God, and how it is said unto thee, Give me to drink, thou would have asked of him, and he would have given the living water. Because you don't know. The Bible says, the, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Because you do not understand and you don't know, amen, the enemy will come in and use your ignorance, amen, to, to stop you from getting the revelation. 
because you do not know who I am and what I'm all about. Amen. All of a sudden now, she's trying, he's trying to tell her, you would be talking different. Let me break this down. So that when you know Jesus, you talk different. You act different. You walk different. Everything about you is different. Everything that you do is different. It's no longer the same because he said, look, you wouldn't be talking the way you're talking. You wouldn't be murmuring and complaining and backbiting. If you knew the God of glory, you would be talking different. You would be looking different. Your attitude and your transformation in your mind would be totally different. You got to stop murmuring. You got to stop complaining. You got to stop backbiting. And you got to stop waiting on God when God is waiting on you. Can you say amen, church? He said, the woman is saying, that's why he said, if you would have known. The Bible says, because we do not know. The Bible tells us that knowledge is power. And we have to know who God is and what God is in our life. The more that we know, the more we'll understand what God is trying to do and where we're headed in the kingdom of God. Amen. This is one of the reasons why the Bible says, "For without knowledge, my, my, uh, my people perish without the vision or without knowledge. Knowledge is very difficult for some people. They're not used to going to school. They're not used to going and getting an education and going here to university. But I'm here to tell you that your mind has been transformed and you're no longer thinking the same that you used to do out in the world and now you start thinking I got to learn more about God I got to learn more about what God wants me to do this is why your mindset has to change and you can be the same I'm here to tell somebody that the Lord is changing your mind today and you're no longer going to be the same from this day forward God is going to use you for his honor and for his glory He's going to turn knowledge into action. Turn to your neighbor and tell him knowledge into action. And the Bible tells us that here, when she starts to get understanding of who Jesus is, her actions start kicking in. When you start to understand who Jesus is, the God of glory robed in the flesh, Amen. And here he's walking on the earth. You're, all of a sudden, your actions speak louder than your words. Speak louder than your knowledge. Because now she put everything down. She even forgot what she was going for. The Bible says she dropped the pot and ran to the city and said, Hey, I want you to know that there's a Jesus that's about to come into this world. And he's telling me there's the Messiah. And he's telling me my future. He's telling me what's going to happen. I'm going everybody to come. Amen. I'm here to tell somebody that you become a witness for God's honor and God's glory. The Bible says you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Judea. I wish I had somebody that understood that you got the same power and the same anointing that God can do something great. The Bible tells us that here, her attitude shifts, and her attitude starts to move. And she goes back a little bit, where she starts to understand, wait a minute, Jacob, and it's very difficult for some people because tradition wants to take over more than reality. 
Tradition wants to take over more than the concepts of uh, entertaining the presence of Almighty God. Sometimes it's more easier just to sit in religion than it is to entertain the presence of God. Can you say amen, church? This is one of the reasons why when she started to look at it, she's had to change her view. She had to change the concepts. She thought that only worshiping God was at certain places. But she failed to understand that this was the God of glory and he's at one place at all time. He's at places everywhere at one time. He's everywhere at once. He's omnipresent. And you got to understand that the religion that she had was at certain places. But when she started to see it, she said, wait a minute, we can worship God wherever we need to go. In the mountaintop, in the Jerusalem, it don't matter where we need to go. God is going to move. And when you get a revelation, you got crazy because you can care less about what anybody thinks. You can care less about what anybody is saying about you. Amen. She can care less about what anybody said. She had five husbands. She said, I'm about to go to the city and tell somebody about Jesus Christ. I can care less if they think I'm I'm crazy, but I'm telling you the Messiah is in the house. Turn to your neighbor and tell him the Messiah is in the house. And the Bible tells us that here when she starts to get the revelation, the Lord starts to tell her that water shall be given to him and be in him and well of water springing into everlasting life. I'm here to tell somebody that when God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you have water flowing out of your belly. And the Bible tells us that it's living water. You see, when it starts to flow, it's like a river. A river, when it starts to move, amen, it cleans everything out also when it's moving. It needs to move and it needs to clean some stuff out. And you got to continue to keep moving forward for God's honor and glory. Even though it's a little dirty, it's still being cleaned out. I'm here to tell you, it don't matter, amen, how God has picked you up and turned you around. Even though there's some stuff going on in your life, amen, God will still clean you. God will still cleanse you. And God will set you free here today. You just got to keep moving to the presence of God. You just got to keep moving to where God wants you to move to. The devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. I'm here to tell you somebody, you got to start stirring up the Holy Ghost that's within inside of you. You got to start stirring it so it's moving forward for God's honor and God's glory. The Bible tells us that here she starts to understand the concepts you see, when you first come to the Lord, you don't really understand a lot of concepts. You just understand your experience. Can you say amen, church? You don't understand a lot of concepts and a lot of knowledge. You don't understand. All you know is your experience that God filled you with the Holy Ghost and you begin to speak in other tongues. And you know, man, this thing is so powerful. So then experience, and, and when God starts to give you an experience and starts giving you a revelation, amen, on top of your experience, God starts to do something great in your life. Your whole life starts to change. This is why you're supposed to change your heart, change your mind. You can't just feel it and not change your heart. you got to go ahead and change your heart. And your, if you can feel the presence of God, that's awesome and great. Amen. But the real change and the real miracle happens when a person changes their heart. 
This is one of the reasons why Israel, amen, could not change their heart. Amen. They couldn't change their minds. It was very difficult for them because they kept in the same mindset, in the same religion, in the same tradition. I'm here to tell you that God is about to visit somebody here today and about to change their heart and change their religion and change their views of tradition because it's no longer going to be the same from this day forward. Amen. God, you can have an experience with you today and change you from this day forward. You got to be tired, sick and tired of being the same thing over and over again. Amen. The Bible tells us that here he comes and Jesus says something profound. He says, but the hour cometh and now is that the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. The Bible tells us that here you're going to have a, you should have a desire. Each and every one of us have a desire to worship something. We all have a desire to worship something, whether it is money, whether it is a wife, a husband, children. It is something you have a desire to worship. And you have to understand that the Bible tells us that you can be off worshiping something else and not really giving it to the true God. And not really worshiping the Lord because you're too busy and giving it to other things that you're not giving it to the Lord completely. And Jesus says, look it, God is looking for a worshiper that doesn't care what's going on around their heart and around their minds. He can care less of what's happening around them. He just wants them to go ahead and focus on giving God the honor and giving God the glory. I'm looking for some worshipers. I'm looking for some people that are going to praise God in this last day, in this last hour. People that are going to go past their feelings and their emotions and get a hold of God like never before. He's saying, if you don't worship me, then these very rocks will worship me. I'm here to tell you that the devil is a liar. I'm here to give God everything that rightfully belongs to God here today. Amen. God is worthy of all the praise and all the worship. Don't ever think that you can't praise God. Don't ever think that you can't give God the glory. Don't ever think that you are too much and you can't do it anymore. The devil is a liar. No sin can bind you down. No sin can hold your hands down. No sin can go ahead and, and, and allow your mouth to stay closed. The devil is a liar. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on somebody, give God a five second praise right there where you're at. Thank him for the spirit of the Lord. Come on, thank him, thank him. Thank him for his mercy, his deliverance, his grace. The Bible says that the woman, after she hears this from Jesus and says, the true worshipers, then she starts to shift because in the middle of worship, God does something. Even though you don't understand it, in the middle of worship and praise, God will start shifting your heart and your mind. 
When you start putting things to one side and start giving God the honor and the glory, sometimes you don't understand it. You don't understand your boss sometimes. And you're sitting in your car crying and saying, I don't understand this, but I'm going to give you praise anyway. And you feel the presence of the Lord in your car. And sometimes you're in your office and you're saying, God, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to praise you right now. God starts to change some stuff around you. God starts to change some things that are happening around you. And all of a sudden, the attitude starts to change. Your heart starts to change. People start having favor towards you. When you begin to praise and worship God, I'm telling you, because the devil was knocked down from worshiping and praising the Lord, his people, all of a sudden now we give God the honor and the glory and the praise here on earth. I'm here to tell you that we got to give God everything that rightfully belongs to the Lord. The devil is a liar because he knows that you are the key. You are the P. You are the key of what God is doing in your life. Sometimes it's difficult because sometimes you don't understand. Turn to your neighbor and tell them you don't understand. If we were to have an interview with all of you individually, 80% of the stuff you go through, you don't understand. Can you say amen, church? Like, I don't understand that, and I don't understand this. This is why you're supposed to give God all the honor and the glory anyhow. Because the Bible says all things work together for good to them that love God, that are called according to his purpose. I don't understand it, Pastor, but I know i got to give God the honor and the glory anyway. I don't understand why I'm sick. I don't understand why I'm, I'm broke. I don't understand why this is happening, but I'm going to give God the honor and the glory. In the middle of you giving God the honor and the glory revelation comes revelation will come in your life can you say amen Jesus said unto her I speak unto thee I am he you know this was one of the revelations one of the, the texts in the bible that shows that Jesus is saying, I'm the resurrection. I am the life. I am the one. You don't got to look for another. I'm the one already. I am the true God. I am the one that you've been seeking. I'm the one that the Old Testament talked about. Jacob, Abraham, Isaac. I'm the one they talked about. I am he. I am the one. You ain't got to worry about anything. I'm the one that can deliver you out of sickness, out of disease, out of sick, out of cancer, out of your health. I can deliver you out of all of that. I can deliver you out of bondage, out of jail, out of all the situations that are going on. He said, I am he. I'm here to tell you that God will provide everything for you. You just got to step out and trust in the Lord. Can you say amen, church? The Bible tells us that here he gives revelation to her because it's now coming to pass in her heart and her mind. You know that God can't give you revelation unless you're looking for it. Because some people just shut it down. Nope, this is the way I believe. This is the way it is. This is what it's going to be. And God's trying to give you revelation. He's trying to give you some stuff. And some people might even receive it, but then they'll reject it. Just like she tried to do it. She got revelation, then she tried to reject it, and then she got revelation again. Can you say amen, church? 
You see, you got to understand that you got to be willing to be open when God gives you something. You got to be willing and open and say, God, if this is what you want me to do, then this is what you want me to do. There's some people that get instructions from God and say, go down to the corner, you'll see a red car, go into that car, go to the window, knock on the window and tell them Jesus loves them. But to us, we don't understand it. We're like, this brother's crazy. Can you say amen, church? This is why the Bible says the wind bloweth where it listens. Now here's the sound thereof. So is everyone that is born of the spirit. You don't know whether they're coming or you don't know whether they're going. You don't know what's happening or which way they're going this way or which way they're going that way. I'm here to tell you when God calls you, it don't matter what anybody says. She ran to the city and said, I don't care. I'm about to reveal who Jesus is and the Messiah. I'm about to reveal that God of glory robed in the flesh he's right here I can care less what anybody says do you know that God was preparing her for this time turn to your neighbor and tell him God's preparing you God prepared her dysfunction for everybody to listen to the one that was dysfunctional. She was so, she had five husbands, and the one she was with was not her husband. And everybody knew it in the town. Can you say amen, church? You know when there's a town, a small town there, everybody knows your business, and everybody knows what's going on in your life. Anybody know what I'm talking about in the house? And yet the Bible tells us that she got a voice and said, I'm about to go tell everybody because when she starts speaking, everybody's going to come and say, this is a crazy one. Let's go see what it's all about. Let's go see what's going on in her life. All of a sudden, she started giving revelation that this is the Messiah. This is the God of glory that was spoken of the Old Testament. And he's right here in front of us. And he's about to do a miracle in our lives. He's about to do something great in our lives. I'm here to tell you that God will use your dysfunction to go ahead and bring the attention of other people and bring them to the house of the Lord and say, hey, just because I'm messed up doesn't mean I don't got revelation. I got some revelation. God gave me revelation. You got to act like you got revelation. You got to talk like you got revelation. You got to tell somebody about the baptism in Jesus' name and being filled with the Holy Ghost. You can't just think that they already know. You got to go and tell them, look, it, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost and get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You got to act like you got some kind of zeal, some kind of passion, some kind of revelation. Amen. And tell somebody about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need some leaders that are going to stand out and say, this is the mission. This is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. This is what we got to do. We got to tell somebody about Jesus Christ and save everybody that's come in our path. Because revelation gives you a point where all of a sudden now you become a witness for God's honor and glory. And when you become a witness, something happens where people start seeing you differently. They say everything you talk about, everything you do, everything you say, 
Everything that is happening, you worship God. You, you magnify God. You praise God. You give God everything that rightfully belongs to the Lord. Amen. Everybody starts looking at your attitude instead of looking at what you're saying. They look at what you are all about. Your children, they don't listen to what you say. They just listen to your actions. Come on, somebody. They look at your actions. So I'm here to tell you when you become, when you start discipling somebody and you start telling them about Jesus Christ, all of a sudden now, all of the, the, they start looking at your life to see whether it matches up with what you're saying. I'm here to tell you when you start becoming a, a when God gives you the revelation, your life starts matching up to what you say because now you've gotten revelation and your mind has been transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. Now all of a sudden you're not talking the same. You're not walking the same same you're not looking at the things the same you're looking at something different and God takes you to the next level of your life you become a witness for God's honor and glory I'm here to tell you that God is about to take somebody to the next level of your life huh, and start becoming a doer and become a teacher and become a Timothy become a leader become somebody in the groups huh. I'm here to tell you that God is about to move in your life Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you ain't got to stay the same. Music, please. You don't got to stay the same. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you ain't got to stay the same. Today is your day. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, today is your day. When you have an encounter with God, God will change your destiny. Turn to your neighbor and tell him destiny. But you got to change your mindset. Because if she didn't, if she had the same mindset, her destiny wouldn't have been changed. Because Jesus came in and started giving her revelation. All of a sudden, now she started to change the mindset. Let me tell you something. If you came with a spirit of expectation to say that I'm going to worship God and I'm going to receive something from the Lord, then God is going to do something in your life. But if you came just to the tradition or religion attitude, then you can't do anything. God is not going to do anything for you because this is your mindset and your mindset controls your very life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So the way that you think governs whether you're going to get a blessing or not. It governs whether or not you're going to see a miracle. The way you think, this is why we need to learn how to put these things to one side and give God all the honor and all the glory. And learn to go ahead and say, we can't do it like this no more. I don't want to do it like this no more. I want to serve God. I want to give God everything that rightfully belongs to the Lord. Whereas if you get revelation, it changes your concept. Even what you were meant to go do, and you're not doing it anymore. Amen. Your destiny has been changed. Amen. When you were out there messing around, now it's changed completely. Where now you, she left the pot. She went and ran and told everybody about Jesus. Even though they think she's crazy. So what? Amen. You got to tell them about the experience you had and what God is doing in your life somebody's looking for Jesus in these last days they're looking for the Lord and we have to be the conduit where God is going to use us for his honor and his glory amen can you say amen, amen. let's all stand 
I'm trying to tell somebody that God can take you to the next level of your life. God can take you to the next step of your life. But you need to be willing to go ahead and step out. You need to be willing to trust in the Lord and give God all the honor and all the glory. You know, when you have a revelation, there has to be activation. When Peter got the revelation of who Jesus was, he got the activation. He activated. All of a sudden now, he started getting activation when he started walking on water. He said, man, I just can't sit on this information. i got to let God do what he has to do in my life. And if this, all of a sudden now, started becoming reality, it just can't stay with information. It got to start turning to experience. And it got to start turning into reality for you. And this is what happened to Peter. Amen. He got the revelation, but now I got to walk on water. I got to do something because if God is doing it, I got to step out by faith. I got to trust in the Lord. I got to let God be God in my life. There has to be somebody that made up their mind and letting God be God in their life and saying, I just can't go with religion and tradition and keep doing the same thing over and over again. I got to activate what God has given me in this last day. You got to learn to trust in the Lord. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, you got to trust in God. Can you say amen, church? Listen, I don't want to fill the altar. I don't want to do that. I want somebody that wants to change their heart and their mind to come to the altar. We'll pray for you. But from his day forward, even the way you think is not correct. Because the Bible says your heart is wicked and deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We got to change our hearts. We got to change our minds. We got to let go and let God do what he has to do. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Come quickly. Come, come, come quickly. Come, come to the altar. Come, come over here. Stand, just stand right here. Just stand, just stand. I don't care how much knowledge you got of God. I don't care how much knowledge she had of the Lord. It's not until she got revelation and got touched from the Lord that God did something great in her life. Come on, somebody. Come on, it's all right. It's all right. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, that's the presence of God in your life. When you're ready to change your heart, change your mind, change your soul. You got to change your mentality.